Welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. And this episode, we are looking back at a very, very old one um, and a favourite of mine, Moss Chops. Um, I've been waiting to do this for ages. Like It feels like it's been on the list for a very long time. It's been on the list for a very long time. I I was aware of it, like I recognised the name. And I, did, I couldn't remember much about it, but this has been on the list for fucking years. Yeah. And we've just never got around to it. Now, I, I, I've i only watched, I've only, I think I've found probably six or seven episodes online. Um, there are lots of snippets of episodes. Um, wasn't able to find it anywhere, even remotely legitimate. No. Um, but yeah, what I did find, the, one, the best one I found was a VHS rip where somebody had literally just uploaded 55 minutes worth. Um, and yeah. yeah, it was. It was interesting, but I didn't remember much about it to be honest. And I was looking at the um, the dates aired. I was six months old when this fucking thing finished. Yeah, it was a very, very early childhood show for me. Like, probably the earliest TV show I can actually remember ever watching. Um, but I adored it. Like, I I remember having Moss Chops merchandise. I know I had Moss Chops storybooks. I had a Moss Chops annual. Pretty sure I had a Moss Chops blanket at some point as well. Like, I absolutely love this thing because, like, you know, when it's here in, I'm, like, three, four years old. And... If that. Well, it, yeah, it was 83 at first. It's already been around two. Originally, and then I think Channel 4 brought it back around 88. Yeah, I mean, I remember it on ITV. It was definitely on ITV because we didn't really get Channel 4 still at no, that point. No, we didn't point. get Channel 4, didn't we? Yeah, you know, see previous episodes where we talk about uh, S4C versus Channel 4. I think Super Ted, that was brought up in, um, if you yeah. really want us to get into that, listeners, but we won't do it here. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely remember watching it on on HTV. It would have been then, not yes. even ITV. It would have been HTV. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was probably rerun on there for a little while as well, because like this is another Possibly, one yeah. of those situations, just like Huxley Pig, um, incidentally from the same stable and the same director, um, yeah. You know, this is another one of those where there there are a handful of episodes in one yeah. series, and then that's it. It's done. Like it's it's thirteen episodes top. So they must have rerun and rerun and rerun these because I, I probably you know I could probably just about remember it from when I was two. If I like maybe, but I can certainly remember watching it as a kind of very young child then as a tot, um, and just yeah. you know little boy dinosaurs what like uh, this, this is given right i'm gonna love this thing um and as i've talked about on previous episodes as well like i've always had and maybe this is kind of this is one of the kind of shows that sorry i've always had a real affection for stop motion animation i think it just looks amazing i love it yeah. um and, and so two of the well two of the early shows i can remember um, are both from the same stable, really, because you've got this and you've got Paddington as well, like the original Paddington, yeah. not this CGI monstrosity that's, you know, being carted around now. Um, but the original Paddington Bear was stop motion as well, and they were all kind of done by Film Fear. Um, Film Fear did cartoons as well. I, th- I got a feeling they did shoe people. Um, they did a few other things as well. Yeah, but definitely a lot of those early stop motion shows, most of which we've we've covered now, you know, but Huxley Pig, Panton Bear, 
Um, they, they're all from uh, the same company. They're all from all produced anyway by Filmfare. Um, and, and this isn't like, you know, film fairs are not like a small films kind of thing. It's not like it's a guy in his shed. We're talking this is a this is a production studio. But, you know, it's it, what I'm trying to say is this comes from pedigree then. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I've, I've been excited to watch it. Um, yeah, it's not easy to get hold of legally now. I think you can buy episodes um, if you really want to go to eBay and like get hold of like old DVDs yeah, there's, and there's stuff. DVDs and stuff. Um Bizarrely, there's a DVD set which has 10 episodes on it. Well, 10, that's what the fucking whole lot on. Yeah, you may as well do all 13, right? But maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something we're licensing. I do remember, although I never got around to watching it, um, and I really should have, I do remember it being on Netflix in the very, very early days of Netflix. I remember seeing oh. Moss Chops on there. Um, I never got around to watching it, um, and I don't even know if it was this Moss Chops or whether it was like a else. like a reboot or, or maybe even something completely different. I don't know. But I do remember it being on there. I can't remember if it was US or UK, though, because back in those days, um, I was getting American Netflix as well as UK Netflix because I was pissing about with VPNs and stuff. This was before they really became a thing and started having global releases of their content and stuff. This is back when it was like just for films and the odd TV series. Yeah. I imagine it was UK, though. But anyway, that's all yeah, by the by. I can't having much... Uh much reach in the us no that's all by the by if you want this now unfortunately it's another one that you're going to need to to get via youtube um and unless you want to go scouring ebay and you're willing to wait in which case you know fine but actually that's you know that's not really any better because that money's not going to the creators so yeah they've they've already had their money for that yeah they've already had it because it's being sold secondhand so either way what we're saying is there's no real way that we're aware of to get this legally at the moment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that 50-minute rip, I've watched a, f- a, a bit of that as well. So that's available there for you on YouTube. Well, I say I watch a bit of it. I watched it start to finish. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I think I watched about 40 minutes of it. Yeah. Um, and then people came home and had to go back to pretending I was working. Yeah, so it is, it's an easy watch as well is the thing. It's another one of those shows that's not, it, like it was 50 minutes and i was able to just put it on uh, in one sitting and just plow through it um I, at no point was i like oh, i'm bored of this i need to turn it off to you be know? fair i think plow for, plow through probably gives the wrong impression because it's, it's not difficult at all it's not no. a slog it's not a tough watch you can put it on and literally it's it's not background noise it's just it's just kind of innocent and kind of fun it's just like i'm listening to kids play and you know it's not uh not that difficult yeah, so it um, like like I said, it, it's from the same stable as Paddington and Huxley Pig, and I've, I've got a feeling it's actually it's the same director as Huxley Pig as well. I think it's I think um, it's it Martin Pullen. So, yeah. and and that is probably the show it most closely reminded me of. Um, it is yeah. Huxley Pig. I, I don't think it's got quite the same sophisticated humor as Huxley Pig did you know when we were watching that we were impressed by how sharp some of the writing was and it it doesn't have that and it doesn't have the structure you know I think structurally it's closer to something like Charlie Chalk that we were watching where it's just a random bunch of nonsense each episode Um, but I I think the difference is that if you compare this to Huxley Pig I think this has a very definite younger bent to it so it's it does it's aimed at those very very young children whereas Huxley Pig even though it's clear it's you know, in stop motion it's 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 of a particular aesthetic style the the content of it is, is aimed at sort of, know, would be aimed at those sort of five six seven year olds um whereas this is you know, this very much looks at oh this is a flower this is a rock this is a shadow no this is very much your toddler preschool sort of show 
Yes, it definitely is. Um, and I think it does that very well, actually. And yeah. I think it's it, conceptually, it, it's a very clever stance to take, isn't it? When you want to teach a toddler about the modern world, then you go back to a time when it didn't exist. So yeah. we're learning about these things through the eyes of Moss Chops, as Moss Chops is literally inventing things. You know, yeah. flower is the first flower, but then, you know, so so that's that's how you learn about flowers. But then every episode, Moss Chops needs to overcome a problem by using yeah. a thing that just doesn't exist. So he has to make that thing. Um, and it becomes a running gag. You know, he'll make it and then you go, oh, I've just invented whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's an element of self-awareness. Funny, he invented drawing, but the word picture existed already. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I've I just mean, invented drawing. I've drawn a picture. What's a picture? Don't think about it too hard because, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't hold up for a second. Um, no, not at all. But I think... I think but, the, by and large, I didn't care. No, and, and that's the key here, isn't it? I think, like I said, it, it, the probably the closest comparison is Huxley Pig and, and Charlie Chalk, but I think... It's not as good as Huxley Pig, right? Because that was, yeah, like I was expecting that to be good, but it was even better than I expected. That one blew me away. Um, but I think this is way better than Charlie Chalk to the point of it's yeah. it's almost in a different league. Um, and, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that the Charlie Chalk was just nonsense. It, it literally was ten minutes of, of nonsense with no real yeah. hook. And even though this is quite freewheeling. There is always that central concept of like Moss Chops, Moss Chops will start the episode or Ali sometimes will start the episode yeah. with a problem. And then we'll get off track and fuck around a little bit, but we'll always come back around and solve the problem and reinstate the status quo or move to a new status quo. And so as an adult watching it, it does have at least a little bit of structure. You get closure at yeah. the end of each episode. Which, which are things that children don't care about, but is important to us now in rewatching it. Yeah. Um, and I think because it's got that structure, unlike Charlie Chalk, it doesn't rub up against you in the same way that Charlie Chalk does. And so you are able yeah. to just sit and watch it. And then, you know, when you do sit and watch it and, and you're hooked by that, it, it, it just kind of washes over you. It's this very innocent, nice kind of, I mean, Bernard Cribbins helps with that massively. That that yes. voice is very kind of soothing. Um, it was made for kids' TV. That was it, it. Absolutely was, wasn't it? You know, it, it, like every DVD they sold of this, just as well come with a packet of Werther's original. To be honest, because that's. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's that soothing, isn't it? It's like listening to your granddad read a story, basically. Yeah. Um. And and I think you know, I guess we'll talk about this as we go. We're we're being quite freewheeling with this one, I suppose, but. In terms of the voice performances, which we always talk about, I mean, there is only one here to talk yeah. about. Like everything is Bernard Gribbins, and, and that was that was kind of the thing, though, wasn't it? In, in, in that period, so that you know, through the early to mid eighties, that's kind of what they did. It was just you have a voice actor, and they will do everything. They'll be in the narrator. There'll be a couple of characters, and if they're if they're more than one if they're doing more than one character, there will be a, a slightly falsetto version of one or a slightly bassier version of one, and there'll be a token ethnic accent, which is usually Welsh because it's easier to fuck up. Um, and yes, you you always kind of had that where you know, and that was kind of the thing until they actually started getting full casts in. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Quite common to see, you know, to have one person doing the lot. Yeah, it is indicative of kind of early eighties children's TV, isn't it? To have a narrator that just does every voice. Um, yeah, and and I think there's something to be said for that um, they, they, because that does ground this show. I think it's not like watching something. 
Um, I'm tr- struggling to grab one off the top of my head now because all I'm thinking of are these other stop motion shows. But it's not like having one where you've clearly got, you know, voice actors in separate studios recording snippets of like, fuck, um, Teddy Ruxpin, which we talked about, and, yeah. and I pulled it up specifically for sounding like that. You know, yeah. this has continuity because it's, it's Bernard Cribbins just reading this thing. And if not yeah. doing it in one take, because he probably didn't, at least he knows what he did with those voices in each take yeah. and what his delivery was like. And he's able to pick up from that now. All of that being said, I think his performance is generally excellent. I think all the voices are very good. The characters do all sound the same, but sufficiently different that you know who they are. Um, But we do have to talk about Mr. Ichthyosaurus, don't we? Because, look, all right, we're biased, right? But as Welsh accents go, it's one of the worst I have ever heard in my life. It is yeah, absolutely atrocious. Um, it, it's like you made in the pub who tries to do it and ends up sounding Indian. I mean, it does sound Indian, doesn't it? It absolutely in, in does. places, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, sound, it sounds comically stereotypically Indian in places, in fact. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you almost want to order a curry from him. It, it's that. It's really, <laughs> really bad. Um, but... It's not without its charm, is the thing, is it? I, I, and I think that's that's part of the whole show. You know, I, I think in another yeah. show that was annoying you more, like if you were, and even you know, to you listeners, if you've watched this along with us and and you don't like it, maybe this accent really fucking annoys you. But I was having a good time with it, so I was able to go with it. And and yeah. I think the charm of Mister Ichthyosaurus as a character, anyway, just helps carry it. I think he's such a He's such a unique looking character. It's yeah. like, he's because he, he kind of looks a little bit scary, doesn't he? But he it, looks like he should be. Yeah, and and I certainly remember as a kid him being my favorite character, and I think it was because he looked so odd. Like he's got the long nose and he's got sharp teeth in it. He's always kind of resting on the water, and you yeah. always see him in the same place. So there's something a bit weird about it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that helps to carry it. So he yeah. he just about gets away with it. Um, yeah, I can see that. But other than that, I think every other voice is is excellent. Like occasionally, Uncle Rex does get a little bit Windsor Davis, but again, that's just in the characterization of the time, isn't it? Like that's yeah. that's you go to for a military voice in the eighties. Yes, yeah, that that was it. That no, it was uh, it was that because when the, the Windsor Davis impersonation was used in the Captain Man Room. Um, was it Arthur Lowe, wasn't it? Yes. No, that, it, it, yeah, it was far far easier to do that and have that sort of booming, commanding voice, whereas Arthur Lowe never really gave that across. When, but if if you were looking for a military character in a TV show at the time, that's what you'd have got. It would be Dad's Army or Leonard um, Hartman. Yeah, and I mean, I I think you've got to give him a certain amount of credit there when he's doing a cod Welsh accent anyway. Yes. That for not slipping into that. Um, with Rex, like he doesn't, like he, yeah. he manages to keep it just on the line. I think, like there are times when it almost tips over, but he yeah. does manage to keep it on the line that he sounds different enough. Um, so, so I think the, his voice helps massively. Like it, it does help with this kind of soothing way that he's reading everything and yeah. the way it washes yeah. all over you. Uh, but I think the thing that stood out the most to me watching this and the thing. I think probably as a young child that would have attracted me to it. And I certainly think that the thing that I liked the most about it now was those character designs. Like they all 
look sufficiently different. They all move yes. slightly differently, which is very difficult when you're doing stop motion. Well, yeah, it was one of those. I so I was looking at, and I as I didn't remember the show at all. I, I kind of recognised the characters, but not really. Didn't remember much about it. But in reading about, it, obviously, it would have been so tempting to say, "Well, we'll have a family of in." Um, a family of, of triceratops or a family of whatever and they'll all be the same and then the other the other dinosaurs we'll have which be the sort of the sporting characters the sort of the the, 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 the um the ancillary characters but actually no they went actually fuck it we're going to have seven characters and they will all be different types of dinosaurs apart from flower who's a flower uh, yeah. and that, that that was a big risk because that's a lot of extra effort it, to it go is into producing it is, and I think you know if you look at it from the standpoint of if they'd have gone for let's say a family of tyrannosaurs then, or a family of allosaurs or whatever, yeah. then you do fall into the trap of right of like right. Well, the sister's going to have pigtails, and the mum's yeah. going to wear an apron, and yeah. granddad's going to have a pipe, and and you yeah you fall into that trap right. And it's very generic, it's very unoriginal. We've seen it a million yeah, it times family before. Effectively, doesn't yeah, ex- yes, good show. Yeah, um, whereas. They've they've gone to some considerable length here to make sure that everybody's got their own personality. Even Flower, yeah. like Flower, yeah. definitely has its own. I was going to say her, but I guess it's it. Um, Flower has its own personality without a shadow of yeah, a doubt. Yeah, they refer to Flower as she, don't they? In, they in do the refer to Flower as she. Yeah, um, and then you know, yeah, Mister Ichthyosaur is is you know quite animated and wound up, but he can't leave the pool. Yeah. Um, for reasons of budgetary constraint, I would have thought. Um, so, so he's got this kind of just stance where he's like constantly leaning on the edge of a pool. He almost looks like yeah. he's swum up to a cocktail bar, you know, and that, yeah. that gives you his character <laughs> straight away. Like he's yeah. he's kind of full of energy, but he's also just the one that's just tossing out wry observations left, right, and yeah. center rather than again involved. Um, you've got, I mean, Grandpa Diplodocus is is amazing. From the fact that like you only ever see his feet or his neck. Yeah. And and again, from a budgetary reason, like you don't have to build an entire armature and skeleton for that then. But it also yeah. gives him character that is just he's this kind yeah. of almost omnipotent presence that just every now and again pops his head into screen and says, Oh, actually, you don't want to be doing it like that. You want to be doing it like this. Because I'm an old yeah. man and I know better. You know? Um so there's Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you think about the, the- uh, with the majority of the, of the characters, they are no, they're, they're young, they're kid dinosaurs. So if you have one that's fully grown, it's going to be fucking massive. So all they are going to see is its ankle. Yes, yeah. So, so you know, anyway, it, it works on no, it, it works on that as well. Again, little kids watching this, they'll be looking up. They, they'll have grown ups in their lives who are fucking massive, and so all they do is you no, know, they see the side of their leg. Unless unless the grown up bends down or is sitting down, all they see is the side of the leg. Yeah, so that makes so, yeah, sense. It's, it's identifiable. Yeah, and then, you know, Mrs. Carey as well. You know, could be, could be anything, right? If you, you, you know, you want a matronly character in there, there's yeah. no, no one dinosaur particularly stands out as being matronly than any other. But I tell you, the one that definitely doesn't is a fucking Triceratops because they got three great big nasty horns on their head and yeah. they butt into things. But no, they make it work. Like, you know, so the thing is, well, you've got you've got to kind of go. And it was it's it's a strange one to have gone. For the kind of dinosaurs that it, rather than the more the more instantly recognisable ones, but your Triceratops is probably you you that and the Diplodocus are probably the most recognisable ones you've got, yeah. and they're not your main characters. Yeah, you know, so they, no, it's they they don't they don't detract from from you either. 
No, they don't. I mean, you do have a Tyrannosaurus in there, don't you? You do have um, Uncle Rex is, is supposed to yeah. be a T-Rex, but he's not really recognisable no, as a look T-Rex. Like and, and I think part of that is because you've got, you got the three, then you've got Uncle Rex, you've got Ali, and you've got Moss Chops, who are all kind of bipedal and all look relatively similar. So they need to find ways yeah. to distinguish between them. Now, I guess, you know, had they made Uncle Rex more like a T-Rex, then you would notice that he's supposed to be a T-Rex more, but then yeah. you would lose the character, right? Because the character is that he's kind of this military sergeant major yeah. kind of trying to teach Ali how to be a fierce dinosaur because he's a T-Rex. And if you go for that kind of T-Rex slouch with the little claws, you lose yeah. that. He's got to be stood up straight. He's got to have a slightly arched back with his yes. shoulders back. He's got to have a barrel chest. Yeah. So and that, not only that, if you've got if you've gone for that sort of that, that old T-Rex, again, it's going to be fucking, fucking huge. Huge. Shot. Yeah. Um, and then you know Ali and Moss Chops, you know, indistinguishable really, apart from the fact that they've just given them different skin colors or scale colors. Yeah. And then, like, it's genius, and obviously, it's it's not technically accurate. Well, it's not accurate at all. But you're like, yeah. well, how do we distinguish the fact that Moss Chops is going to be our lead character? How do we know that that's the one the kids are going to be attracted straight away? I know what we'll do. We'll stick a fucking silly hat on him. Like, just yeah. silly hat, plonk it on his head, and straight away you know he's the guy you're following. You know, it's, a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a, it's not quite a baseball cap, is it? But it's not a beanie either. But he's got, yeah. he's just got a silly fucking hat on, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's how you know he's your guy. Um, so the character designs are, are brilliant, I think. And, and it, yeah. you instantly get the characters from looking at them and the way they move. Like I said, the, the prime example is Uncle Rex. As I said earlier, as soon as you see him, you know, he's got shoulders back, chest out, that yeah. that performance as well. Like you, you get that character. Um, so yeah. I think that's a lot of it. That's a lot of why it washes over you because minimal effort is required to get into this. It's just everything you need is given to you up front. And then there's a very loose story thrown yeah. over the top i mean there are gags but they are they are very childish innocent yeah. gags again like i say there's nothing as smart as like huxley pig eating a bacon sandwich or a pork pie or whatever it was it was pork pie wasn't it that he pulled out and he was like oh it's pork pie i'll leave that there um there's there's yeah. nothing that smart um but you know what's the i can't say is funny i don't i didn't laugh at all at this it's amusing more than funny, isn't that? Yeah, it, it it does the trick, doesn't it? But it's a lot of it's like the surrealism and the stupidity behind it. So for, I think, one of the ones I watched, um, it was where they were discovering shadows for the first time. So Flower had a shadow, a shadow Flower cast a shadow. So they, they make this running gag at the fact that uh, Mrs. Gary's going to come and try and clean it up. Mm. Um, and then as soon as she does come and start trying to clean it away, You've got Mr. Ricketts talking, you're, you're, you're ruining a picture. And she's looking at what picture? What are you on about? And then trying to go into it. And again, for two, three hours, probably fucking hilarious for no other reason than it's somebody ruining a picture. Ruining a picture. But yeah. you look at it and go, it's, yeah, that's not particularly funny, but at least they're, they're reaching at something. And it's something that you know kids will find amusing. Though. It's, it's that sort of them, almost the he's behind you bit where they're saying, no, you ruined a picture. What picture? And she steps away and the shadow comes back and then she steps back into it and the shadow goes away again. It's There's nothing... So there's nothing clever about it, nothing sophisticated about it, but it'll be enough to keep a two, a two or three-year-old chuckling for about five seconds yeah. until the next thing comes along. Yeah, it does what it needs to do, doesn't it? And and that's yeah. the thing. I think the storytelling is functional. And I think if you meet it on that level, it's fine. Like, it's not it's not bad and it's not good. It's functional. Yes. You know, it, it, it tells a story which is appropriate for children. 
Um, I, and, you know, by nature of that, it's appropriate for children. It's appropriate for adults as well. It's just that we tend to look for more sophisticated things. So I think it's the writing is fine, is what I'm saying. I think, I yeah, think it, where it, this. It, it does what it needs to. Yeah, where this shines is really on the technical side of things. It really is in the production. Yeah. It's in the voice performances. It's in the direction. Like it's 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 a very well-crafted show. And I think it, it just kind of feels like everyone involved just really had a great time and liked what they were doing. It feels yeah. like everybody liked this as a concept and as a project. You know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it was probably hard work for anyone. And I mean that in the best possible way. So like, obviously yeah. it was long days and hard work. It's stop motion, but it doesn't feel like anybody's just making a buck. Yeah. Know? Nobody's phoning it. In, no, everybody's going for it. Um, and, and so that helps massively. Um, and, and then I think it's, it's kind of all helped as well. Like the, how easy it is to watch is just all helped by that theme tune and, and the way that sets it up as well. It's got that. It does kind of, Oh, it's an odd theme tune, isn't it? It's almost kind of old school, like fifties rock, but it's yeah, almost. But it's got a weird sound to it. Like it's also quite kind of synthetic. Is a word I want to use. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, it's... I, I kind of know what you mean. It it doesn't quite fit anywhere, does it? No. No. The thing it reminded me of, and I I just I had the moment back to back last night on this VHS rip, and the after I heard it, and I, te- I remember texting you. After I heard, I couldn't get the theme of bottom out of my head, and, that's, and now they're fucking interchangeable. That's the baseline, is the thing, and it's because it's got that driving kind of rock and roll baseline yeah. to it. See so that sort of rising and falling baseline underneath it, um, and and then you've got kind of that that alto on top just squealing. So in bottom, you've got the and and you've got that coming through in moss chops as well. But like I say, just not. I don't know, something just sounds a little off about it. And I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it works. Because as a theme tune, this is one I have known my entire life. It's got no words to it. So it's not like it can be an earworm that gets stuck there and I'm walking around the house singing it. But I know this song and it will occasionally just... But it's funny because I don't remember this show, but I knew the fuck... As soon as I heard it the first time, I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, it will occasionally just find its way to the front of my brain. And I'll I'll be humming it, you know. So it's yeah. it, it, no, it's for me. It's it's been quite eye opening because it's one of those tunes that every now and again will pop into my head, hmm. and I will not know what the fuck it is, where the fuck it's come from. I still don't know where it's come from, but it's now I recognise where or not what it is. Yeah, and I mean, I'd never made the bottom connection until you mentioned it to me last night, and now I can't unhear that. And yeah. like you said, I mean, the two only, of them kind of bleed was, into each other now. Yeah, I mean, I was I was sat here, um, I was working, um, and it had it on sort of the screen next to me. And so at some point, I sort of half sort of tuned out of what I was watching. I mean, I'd watched enough of them by that point. But I was working, and I sort of, it was just in all in the background. And then what it kicked in, I thought, hang on, fucking bottom just started. And when I looked, no, it hadn't. But it was just that, in my head, something had triggered that rather than another episode of Moss Jobs. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And like I said, I, I can't unhear that now that you've said yeah. it. Um, and I Ruined think that one for you. you. You, in all seriousness, you probably have because the way this is going to work forever now is I'm going to start humming the Moss Chops theme and I'm going to yeah. end up singing the bottom theme. Yeah, uh, it's just it's going to happen. Um, but that that theme is massively helpful, um, yeah. and and just the intro itself as well is something that is seared into my brain. Like Moss Chops poking his head through the little circle and looking at the yeah. words Moss Chops, and yeah. it's kind of. It's almost like the old MGM logo, you know, with the yes. lion sticking his head out and roaring. 
Um, yeah. and, and that's probably what they were going for. Probably, and then you get the nice friendly bit at the end where they're all sort of bobbing along in uh, in in, in sync, and they just up and down. It's, it's oh, I mean, a, that's it's, great, isn't it? That end sequence great. is yeah. so good. Just, just, I mean, it, it's it looks amazing, and for what it would have taken to do that, they really didn't need to bother. No, again, it just shows that level of care that's going into it. Going, yeah, this is no. We know this is going to be a fun show. We know that people are going to enjoy this because everybody's having a fucking riot on set. All all, all the uh, all the characters are there just bobbing up and down in you know, in, in in time with each other. Why the fuck not? Yeah, why not, right? And like you say, when you see them all together, again, they, their individual characters come through even in that. It's not like that's all of them just bobbing in sync. They're all slightly doing their own thing there as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- there's a lot to love about it. And it's it's a show that, like I say, I've, I've got a great affection for. This is the first time, incidentally, that I've ever rewatched it, which is mind-blowing to me i don't know how i didn't revisit this in my 20s or my 30s um because these these shows i didn't like half as much as this that i went back to maybe part of it was how difficult it was to find um possibly yeah but but all of this stuff has kind of stuck with me in a way that i suppose early memories do i mean similarly it's not even on our list i don't think but it needs to be um simply when we come around to watch the original paddington i have very very fond memories of that but i've never ever gone back to it yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I, I vaguely remember being aware of Paddington because a friend of mine had one. He had a he had a, a Paddington mm. bear, so I was aware of it. And then I remember I remember seeing it having well, this friend having shown me his bear, and then and then having seen it on TV. Going, oh, that's that. But I don't remember a great deal about it. I've got to be honest. No, I, I probably will when I go back to it. But likewise, I, I certainly remember the the art style of it and the production style of it. I remember how it looked very very well um but that that's one for a future episode but yeah what i'm saying is in a similar way like those early memories they almost become sort of core memories for you don't they like those are the things you remember and for as much as we can look back on you know turtles or transformers or or a he-man you know stuff that i came to slightly older and i will have affection for yeah. This there is something about this that is just etched in memory. You know, like I said, that the Moss yeah. Chops annual. You know, is just saying the words out loud now. I can see myself in my childhood room in my bed holding a Moss Chops annual. You know, um, the the term Moss Chops is one that I throw around as as a term of affection with most of my animals. And now the kid, like if they if they've got shit all over their face because they're messy eaters, they are moss chops. That's what I call them, and that that's got no bearing on the actual character. It's just a word yeah. that instantly comes to my mind um, yeah. because because and, and, I was yeah, exposed to it sense. so young. I mean, and speaking there, obviously the, the way this these things kind of stick with you. I mean, I we were having a conversation uh, with the kids a couple of evenings ago over dinner, and I think it was. I can't remember which one of them it was. We were being particularly fucking annoying, and we'd, put, we'd, we'd set food out, and they were literally segregating the different food types on their plate. Right. And they've never done this before. Um, I think they were doing it just to piss me off because I was in one of those moods anyway. Because when I mean, uh, real life outside outside of the uh, the, the podcast and everything, there's shit, a lot of shit going on at the moment. So I think it was just one of those. They were trying to wind me up because there's no other reason to fucking do it. But then, when when asked why they were doing it. it was, Oh, because Bing did it. Now, these kids haven't watched Bing in the last fucking seven years. But they remember that Bing does... But they remember an episode of Bing where they went. Bing went to somebody's house for tea and they had to separate all the food because they didn't like something or they didn't. They couldn't have orange touching green 
or whatever it was. So they had to split everything off. And that's what these fuckers were doing. Like, they haven't watched this show for seven bastard years. I mean, it's, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, how that sort of stuff worms its way in. And it's one of the things that frightens me so much now having a kid that's obsessed with fucking cocoa melons. Like, yeah. if we're still going to be singing Wheels on the Bus in seven years' time, I'm going to just top myself, honestly. Um, that was in poor so when taste. You, when you move on to Peppa Pig, then you've got problems. Um, do you know... I? I think I'm looking forward to moving on to Peppa Pig um, because yeah, you say that until, until you get like three episodes in, which in which case you want the one which where Peppa goes for an abattoir. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 saying like I'm, I'm laying blame squarely to the Cocoa Melons, but I have actually managed to move on from Cocoa Melons. I've managed to shift her onto in the Night Garden now, um, which is that's, which is marginally better. That's because <laughs> it's marginally better. It's no Teletubbies, but yeah. Right. This is right. Okay. This this is a whole podcast, right? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Like it. It. I know it's the same people, but yeah, it's not Teletubbies. <laughs> like no one knew. You had a spate because obviously Teletubbies kind of. It was like no lightning in the bottle. It was it was the thing, mm. and it came around out of fucking nowhere. Um, and all of a sudden, you then on the back of that you had the Tweenies and in the night garden and all these things have came very soon after it, but they never quite replicated the thing, or they never they never. F- they never found out what the eleven secret ingredients were. Yeah. To make Teletubbies again. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And but I, I think to its credit though, it doesn't try to be Teletubbies. I think we make no. that we put that on it. Anyway, yeah. this isn't an in the night garden podcast, but this is all to say that, you know, yes, these shows I think that the people watch very, very young. For instance, yeah. my child is now watching this very, very, very young. Um, and I've no doubt that this stuff will stick with her as she gets older. Uh, in, in the way that Moss yeah. Chops has stuck with me. Um, so I, I think... I don't think that would happen if the show was shit to begin with, if that makes... Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. yeah maybe that's just me trying to hope on the Coca Melons thing. I don't know. But I feel like there would have been other shows, like Moss Chops and Paddington, there would have been lots of other shows that I was getting plonked in front of as, like, a three- or four-year-old, where I'd just be yeah. like, sit there, watch the telly, be quiet. Um, God, yeah. that makes my parents sound horrible. But, something yeah, really but fun, that's not fun what, that you think will be amazing. Yeah. So sit there, shut up, I'll yeah. be back in 10 minutes. Exactly right. So there's, there's other stuff I would have been plonked in front of. But, yeah, and, and I'm sure we will come to talk about it on this show, but I, none of it, I think, has that same kind of lasting core memory in the way yeah. that Moss Chops does. Um, which is, like I said, it's weird then when you consider that I haven't revisited it at all so i was very excited to get around to this eventually like yeah. i've been I, I don't know why i haven't just stuck it on the list like for you know the upcoming podcast list earlier i think just yeah. thematically perhaps we get to Possibly, this time I mean, of year. there's been opportunities but i think when it's when it's been possible we've had other things well, we've had other things in mind or we've been looking at well what can we bleed from one into the other so we're trying to you know, try and keep on some sort of theme because believe it or not listeners we do actually think about this shit yeah we do we do actually plan this stuff about a month in advance listeners sometimes more yeah. than that um I, just, yeah, I know it doesn't seem like it but we do honest yeah um, yeah, yeah there just is structure to this so we stuff. Can find stuff yeah there, um, there is structure yeah I mean, this. I mean, this. This has been on the list for fucking years. I mean, probably since we went into what was our phase two when we started with Transformers, which would have been way back pre-COVID. So fuck, that shows how long ago that was. Um, and yeah, like this was on the list then, and we just haven't got round to it, which is bizarre. I mean, possibly because I didn't have the memories of it. Possibly it's not something I was familiar with or familiar enough with to, to want to push it. I, maybe I don't know, but I, I'm surprised it hasn't popped up to now. Some of the shit we have done. 
Yeah, but you know, you you take the rough with the smooth, right? If everyone was a yeah. banger, then this show would be pretty boring. So we have to watch some shit sometimes. And I'm not saying this is a banger either. Don't get me wrong. I have enjoyed this a great deal. It's not top tier. It it's nowhere no, near not. top tier. You know, and I and I think. To get to the top tier of, of these shows now, you know, to the Huxley Pig tier, essentially, um, I keep coming back to it because it's, it's the most recent one that we've watched that really has been yeah. exceptional, you know, and to get to that tier, I think you you have to do one of two things or both. And I think what that is, is you either have to have cross-generational appeal, which I think Huxley Pig does in its writing. I think it's very smart, yeah. as we talked about at the time. Um, or I think actually there needs to be something else going on. Like, we, you know, sometimes we do dive into these shows and find, you know, tremendous amounts of social commentary in there and there's yeah. real depth. Some of them have a lot of character progression in their narrative. You know, there's, there's something else going on other than just, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of fuckery to amuse the kids. Yeah. And I just don't think that's quite there with Moss Chops. It's it's definitely pitched as ki- at kids, as we said, and I don't think there's anything deeper going on other than no, let's amuse the kids. Like you say, these these stories work for children because you can use kind of the allegory of these dinosaurs who don't understand the world around them in the same way that a child doesn't understand the world around them. Yeah. But it doesn't go any further than that. You know, there's no class system at play with these dinosaurs. It's got nothing to say about what life was like in the 80s. It doesn't... Yeah. I mean, it does break the fourth wall occasionally, um, but it, there's not a lot going on. And whilst that might sound like an overly harsh criticism to level at a kid's show, like, you know, if you go back and listen to some of the shows we have done, we, we can find this stuff very overtly in some of these shows. It is there yeah. in the higher quality shows. They've got something to say. Again, yeah. not going to be a podcast about it, but we've just briefly referenced in the Night Garden. And for as much as it's absolute nonsense, there is a fucking lot going on if you yeah. start to unpack that show. There's a hell of a lot going on in that there, show there if you unpack it. Um, I mean, my... My, the biggest problem I have within the night garden is we took the kids, I think I've told the story on here before, but when we took the kids to Alton Towers and went to see views, I nearly sank the fucking boat. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm planning that trip in now. Um, so I, I don't know. Looking forward to it is probably, probably not the word to use. To be fair, and again, it's not an Alton Towers podcast because they won't pay us in tickets. Um, I think what stage you're at at the moment, you're probably a bit young. You're probably need another two or three years to get the most out of the CBB's land, obviously, the, the rest of the park you won't be able to do anyway. Um, but like, you know, there are like a beginner roller coasters and things like that. So there's there will yeah, be stuff. She's there not going to be able to go on those. She can go on in the night garden and like squirrel nutkin and all that kind of shit. It's not yeah. even called like, squirrel there, there nutkin are... now, is it? What the fuck is it? This is this is how old I am. Like it was the <laughs> nutty treetop ride or whatever. It's not even that. Yeah, now. It's probably like it Mr. Tumble's fucking treetop car around or some bollocks like that. I can't that. remember. It is something like that, but I can't remember what it is. But probably. So, but I mean, the advantage I mean, the, of that, you know, and this isn't a fucking parenting podcast either, but <laughs> the advantage of that is that... Fuck, can you imagine we did one of those? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I'm... Like the anti-mums net. I'm literally flying by the seat of my pants day by day here. <laughs> so like, I've been doing it for 10 years. fucking say. <laughs> The, the advantage of having a child that's too young to go on things like the Octonauts coaster, for instance, is you get to skip that because it's shit, right? So after you've done like In the Night Garden and like Hey Dougie Live, which very excited about, um, after you've done all of that, 
then you've still got a couple of hours left in your day and there's two of you so one of yeah. you just fucks off with the kid while the other one single rides everything and then well, yeah, you swap that, so that was kind of our strategy because obviously tori doesn't do rides anyway so it's like right okay well perfect you keep the kids yeah <laughs> you perfect. keep the kids all the bags i'll be back in 40 minutes yeah and you go single ride everything right so there's something to be said for taking them early um yeah so yeah i, I but, think i mean there's there's, there's a lot of people. i mean we i think i think uh, we went the year before COVID, I think I was just six and five, and they were they could go on everything in in that sort of CBBS bit. They were big enough to go on everything. Um, turns out they both quite kind of quite liked the the roller coasters and stuff, which we weren't really expecting. We expected at least one of them to get really fucking freaked out. Mm. Um, it's only when we've taken them on other stuff since they've gone a bit. Uh, they've, they've been really brave until they get on, and once they're strapped in, they can't get off. Then they realize, oh fuck. Yeah, fine. And, Traumatize them now. Yeah, It'll be fine. Well, there was one we went to, and there was a, a thing over Easter, like the Easter holiday bit up in Gefilly, Um and we took the kids up there, and there was one, it was um, it was called Venom, and it obviously had fucking Spider-Man stuff all over it and all the rest of it, but it was literally, you sit in, and it's like a wheel, and it fucking spin, it spins the wheel around on a big arm, so you're upside down and all that oh, shit. Oh, I got you, I know, I know it. Yeah, so yeah. me and number two went on that, because number one didn't want to go on it. And he was being all fucking brave and all the rest of it. And as soon as we got on, we, we, we hadn't even started going up, but as soon as they just lifted him off the floor, we were about 10 foot up. I want to get off. Nope, you can't get off now. I'm stuck. Too oh, fucking late. Right. To? Nope, too late. You're on it now. I can't I can't do anything to stop it. You're on it. Yeah. And I honestly thought he was going to fucking throw up. <laughs> um, to be honest, I thought I was going to throw up as well. It was fucking vicious. There's only two of us on it. Yes. And I think the guy thought, because there's, no, there's only two of you on it, there's no queue. I'll let you go a bit longer. No, not what you want. <sighs> not what you want. Um. So I, it was all right. I came, I came off it. And I was, I was fine. He was, he was upset. So I sorted him out. And then I, about two days later, I was trying to work out why my shoulders were really sore. Obviously, it was the harness was on so tight, and because I'd been upside down so much. Yeah. I hadn't given it a thought because I, I was so busy sorting him out. I hadn't realised it was only when I took a bruise here and I couldn't lift my arms. I was like, what the fuck have I done? Give Gypsy fanfares a fucking big swerve, listeners. Like really. Honestly, this was a, this was a proper one. It was a, it was a. It was it was one of these as so it comes in, it's it's in for fucking weeks and it's all no it it's all like council approved and all this shit. So they actually inspect it mm. like once. Nah, I'll give them a swift. Um, I don't I don't necessarily trust flat rides at actual theme parks, let alone traveling fun fairs. Uh, and that's from yeah. somebody who goes to work in a lot of theme but, uh, parks. But yeah, I mean, I was going to say as long as you enjoy, but clearly not. Anyway. Not a theme park podcast, not a parenting <laughs> podcast, not an in the night garden podcast. Like, like that's that's three levels not a the podcast. of off topic there in in one five minute stretch. That's quite a segue. We're getting fucking worse. Um, bringing it back <laughs> around. To, I can't even remember what we were talking about to do with Moss Jobs before I went off on that tangent. Um, oh, no, it doesn't have um, it doesn't have that kind of sort of thinking behind it. There's nothing we can yeah. unpack. Other than um, this is kind of yeah, like using the dinosaurs as allegory for kids, which yeah. is which is fine. Like that, that's definitely a, like it's a, it's a smart thing to do. But it starts and ends there. You don't unpack that any further. The dinosaurs yeah. are kids. That's as that's as yeah. far as it goes. And and, and that's fine because that you know, they, they they act as our side for our viewers. They're they're learning things. They're discovering new things, and they're passing that on. So yeah, it's it's standard you know, preschool TV that you'd have had in the in the eighties. There's nothing. It's not groundbreaking. I think the difference is a lot of them are quite fucking annoying and quite condescending. Whereas this isn't. No, this isn't. It, it's not condescending at all. If for all we've said, it is a kids' show. Like it doesn't talk down to children at yeah. all. You know, it it tells them the story that needs to tell them. 
Um, I think it's it's actually quite long as well for one of these stop motion yeah, kids shows. Minutes, aren't they're they? about to, yeah, they they're just short of quarter of an hour an episode, I think. Like which is yeah. which is quite long, particularly when you yeah. think about all that goes into making a stop motion. Yeah, I mean most things like this, you 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 you'd get an eleven minute episode, but you'd have like two or three stories in it. Yeah, so it's, you'd be, no, you you if you know thirteen episodes, you might have four, you might have forty stories. Yeah, and particularly for these preschool things, because a lot of them would be hearing. Like this is back in the day when we only had four channels, kids. So we didn't, yeah. we didn't I have your lunchtime stick, wouldn't it? Yeah, we didn't have wall to wall children's TV. So what you had was like an hour at lunchtime. Might yeah. even have been half hour. No, I think it was I an think hour. It was half an hour. Was it half an hour? I think it was half an hour. It was, be- um, it was, it was usually before the news. It was before it? the news. Yeah, it would be like twelve thirty to one, I guess, wouldn't it? So yeah. yeah, so you had half hour at lunchtime, and then you had like about two hours in the afternoon. You had like four yeah, to like six three to in the five, afternoon. Yeah, right. yeah. Something like that, three to six, four to seven, whatever it was. So, like, you didn't really get, like, in order to cram as many shows in as possible and get adverts in, a lot of these shows would be like five, ten minutes because then you can dump two of them in and get, you know, loads of adverts in between them because ITV and HTV especially were commercial ventures. Yeah. BBC were slightly different. They went there as well. Yeah. When they they took it back, when they rebroadcast it. Yeah, so it's quite it is quite long, and you know then when you look at things like um, like Rainbow, for instance, that would that would take up the entirety of that slot, and that would be on yeah. like once a week, and every day there would be a different show on. So yeah, it's it's quite long, um, and it, but yet it doesn't feel it again. And and for a child to sit down for that long, yeah. that's quite a long stretch time. You know that's yeah. that's a big ask of especially a child of the age this was aimed at. You know, yeah. it's a big ask to get like little three or four year old Chris and sit him down and go like, right, you're going to sit there and be quiet and watch this for a quarter of an hour without like fair, scribbling with, on the with, walls. With my parents, it would be like, here's a wagon wheel, a pack of the monster lunch, don't fucking move. Oh man, you've, you're just unlocking even more core memories now of like moss chops, wagon wheels, monster munch, off you go, animal bars, just like sit you down in front of the TV with yeah. all of this shit and just like, off you go, watch that. You yeah, know. Watch that while I do this. Yeah, um, and it was like with, I, I'm not sure what it was like with you. Certainly with me, but like, I can't. Well, not certainly not with this with this show, but with other shows, it was okay. Certainly when I when I started in nursery and you did half a day, so you you did like a, a term of mornings and a term of afternoons, and it'd either be before I went in when I was having my lunch or when I came home when I was having my lunch, and it was it was it was no, it was like it was a little picnic. Now my brother used to take sandwiches to school, so I used to, I used to have a little fucking lunchbox with all my stuff in because yeah. that was. No, that, that that made it a treat. I'd sit in the living room with a fucking pork pie, a pack of monster munch and a wagon wheel. And like a fucking cup of water or something. Or a cup of squash and watch fucking cartoons and then go to school. Or not or then come not get out of my school uniform and go fucking play. Yeah. I, I love that you had a pork pie, a wagon wheel, packing a monster munch, but your parents understood nutrition enough to make sure you had water. Like you were... it was probably just could be drunk all the fucking squash to be honest yeah you're like no the squash got too much sugar in it it's council pop for you like <laughs> yeah we won't give you sugar we'll give you all the fucking get, ferrous get, shit get, get, in get there the fluoride that. in you get the fluoride in you like <laughs> yeah. no it, was, it, it would have been either squash or water if we'd, if we'd run out of squash yeah yeah it was never for any any actual like nutritional reason yeah this this is where you can tell that Mark was brought up right listeners because to be fair in most parts around you you know it wouldn't have been out of character to say, use your Monster Munch, your pork pie, your whatever else you had, oh, and use a can of Carlin. Like, off you go, kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with us, it would have been the, uh, the Corona Pop Man, the, uh, the, the glass bottles of fucking pop. Um, 
I again, I'm going totally off topic, but this really excited me the other day. So I've got to I've got to drop this in here. Um, you know, how sometimes your phone just kind of predicts things that you might want, like, you know, yeah. the robotic overlords are listening. Right. I don't know why this advert came up. I certainly wasn't talking about it. My phone must have fucking read my mind because I got an advert for a delivery a weekly delivery of retro pop in glass bottles. They do it nationwide. Nice. You can order it. They drop it at your door just like the milkman used to. And it's got all the different regional pops that you would have had, mind you, as well. Because like we had Corona. Not everybody would have had Corona. It's like no, we had Corona because the factory was literally like I can almost see it from the house. Uh, but yeah. it came in glass bottles. This, like I said, this is not for this podcast. But it blew my fucking mind. I was like, this is amazing. I'm gonna fucking buy them because they were super expensive. Like three yeah. bottles was something like fifteen quid by the time you had delivery oh, on top. That, it's like I can get two bottles of Pepsi for three quid in Tesco's, and even that's too fucking expensive. So yeah. I'm definitely not getting those. But I was very excited by it. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of it is that nostalgia value, isn't it? Totally, totally. And and I think you know I say it's off topic, but in a roundabout way, that is what this show is to me. Like the, yeah. all of this pure childhood stuff just is unlocked when you say moss chops, or when I hear that kind of do 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 do, and, and that theme tune starts to go around in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, moss chops, and all of a sudden I am like three years old again, and all of this stuff comes rushing back. You know, um, like I say, whenever I say it, I can just see myself in that bed in my old room with that annual. Um, which is probably in a cardboard box upstairs here somewhere now, if I really go and look. Um, I have been through all those boxes, yeah, from my parents' house, but it's probably up there somewhere because I know for a fact I would not have thrown that out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's an important show for me, um, and, and I feel justified in its importance after going back and watching it, I think. There's enough yeah, I think here that I feel I feel justified in thinking it was good and remembering it being good there's not enough here that i would grab someone on the street and go oh my god you have to watch this um but but there's enough here that i could go like yeah that was good i i did have taste as a child um and you know that that counts for something yeah i mean i i I don't have the recollections i don't have the baggage so for me this was if i did see i don't remember so this was more or less a first a first time out and i said i'm no the wrong side of forty as as a you and see, so seeing this for the first time, I, I shouldn't like I shouldn't find the appeal in this because it there's nothing for me in it. Mm. But it was sweet and it was charming and it was innocent enough. And I'm looking at this and going, yeah, I can I can see other shows that I used to watch in this one. Yeah, and, and so I'm just just for that reason, there's there's a nostalgia head that comes with that. And talking about as I said, no, I I didn't have the badge with this, but certainly would have had stuff like Button Moon where I'd come, come home from nursery or before I went to nursery, sitting down with my fucking packed lunch and my, you know, my pork pie and my... Uh, no, and, what, and I'd remember that. So, and this has a very similar similar feel because I, I can see myself having watched something like this. And as I said, I didn't watch this, but I could, it just brings those same sort of feelings and those same sort of memories back. Definitely. It, it's, it's one of the most, for me anyway, it's one of the most nostalgic shows that we've done. And as we've said previously, um, with some shows that have maybe not been as good as we remember, like nostalgia really is a fucking powerful drug and it, it, oh, it yeah. will take you a long way. Um, some of those Still shows, 50 quid for three bottles. Yeah, yeah, no, some of those shows were not good enough to be carried on pure nostalgia, but luckily this is, I think like it's, 
will I ever watch it again? Um, probably is, is the answer. I don't think I'm going to go to it straight away. But I think further down but the let's line... let's be fair, you, you can stick that that VHS rip on. Yeah. And get most of the series, most of the show there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, no, stick, stick it on while you're playing with the kid. Have it on in the background. Just let her absorb it. Well, yeah, exactly. I've, I've been doing that a bit with some of the other shows that, I, that I've you know rediscovered recently that we liked. I've, I've been dumping those on in the background whilst we're trashing the front room. So... This will get you know added into the mix there. I yeah. think whether it'll keep it quiet in the same way the Teletubbies or in the Night Garden does, I don't know. Because you know there's something to be said for that as a parent as well, listeners. If it will just shut them up, like something to be said yeah. for that. Um, and I and I don't think this would have that effect, but certainly I'll enjoy it, and it it does wash over you. And if nothing else, I I think just for me personally, there'll be a time again. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to stick that on and just remember what it was like to be. A tiny kid again without yeah. a fucking care in the world just yeah. loving clay dinosaurs like there's yeah. there's something to be said for it um it's a, it's a really lovely little show it's another one of those shows that yeah. just feels lovely it's just wrapped up it's warm and fuzzy and it's wrapped up in all this nostalgia yeah you know it's great i i love it and, and i think if you have any attachment to it listeners it's definitely worth revisiting if you don't, I think there's better. You know, if you don't and, and you want an example of this kind of show from this kind of era, you know, Huxley Pig was slightly later down the line, but I'd probably be looking at something like that instead. Yeah. Um, can't in good conscience recommend Paddington because we haven't rewatched it yet, but I suspect we'll find that that is better than this as well. Um, Possibly. Um, but yeah, until we go back to it, we won't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's... If you liked it, give it a look again. If you didn't, you got nothing to lose, oh, but just don't don't go in expecting too much. I think is is yeah what we're saying. You know, it's not it's not the best show you're ever going to watch, but it's it's good. It, it's yeah. good. I I think we can leave it as good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, as always, though, we'd love to know what people think on not Twitter because I can't remember the fuck it's going. Why did they change it to X? Um, Why the fuck have they changed it to X? Fuck knows. Like, yeah. does anybody like oh god you're taking us off topic again now we were just wrapping up does anybody you know actually you like what like what do you do like i because I, I can do a tweet right i could write a tweet i don't do an x or write an x do you drop an well, x yeah. i guess you that's drop an entirely different thing i know but that's but but that works right because that's already yeah. like out there in in well, our vocabulary I mean, presumably you still tweet it's just on a different platform because, yeah. no, let's face it, they're not fucking clever enough to come up with anything so else. So you're going to tweet on the X? Yeah. That sounds fucking dirty. It does, doesn't it? Well, that's, that's the problem with it being X, isn't it? Any time you add it in, it sounds wrong. Like, it yeah. sounds like it's something you shouldn't be doing. It sounds underground. Like, yeah. Not to mention, like, when it first happened... Like everybody's app updated at a different time. If you're one of the first ones, you know what's going on. You show them the front yeah. screen of your phone, and you got a great big fucking X on it. Yeah, like that doesn't look good either. Anyway, no, you miss you misses us to borrow your phone. What the fuck? What is the that? fuck is this? Right, exactly. Um, I I refuse to call it X. It will always be Twitter. I will always yeah. be I doing. Mean, to be tweets. fair, I, I, I removed myself from Twitter with the whole when uh, when fucking dickhead took over and the whole idiots back on it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I I still use it because um. I don't know why I still... I don't know. I was about to say because I get. I don't get anything from it. I think at this point, it's just become something that I look at. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same with all of it. It's, it's between that and fucking 
Facebook and all the rest. It's just a repository for fucking wankers. Yeah, I mean, Facebook it's can just get... somewhere for them to go to argue with people for the sake of arguing. Facebook can get that all the way in the fucking bin. Um, I, I, I think just by its nature, I think because of the people I follow, Twitter is more tuned to my thinking than Facebook is. Yeah, I, I get that. The problem I had is that you get so much going on that unless you literally spent all fucking days scrolling through it, you'd never keep up with everything. No, no one's interested in this. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. We're, just, we're just whinging about social media now like a bunch of proper middle-aged men. Um, However, it's on the back of me telling you to go to Twitter to get the fucking link and leave comments and all the rest of it. Yeah, so go go there rather than X. Um, yeah. What, I don't know, whatever the fuck you use, Instagram, Snapchats, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. what are we on? It's all on the website. Go to our website. That's, that's better. Uh, yeah, ddpodcast.net, where you'll find all of our socials. It's probably yeah. the easiest way to do this, Mark, and stop and stop you forgetting things. Stop, remember, stop forgetting the fucking... DD uh, Podcast, yeah. We, and basically, any platform you're on, we're DD Podcast, essentially, pretty much. Apart yeah, from we're, Facebook, we're, where we're actual Double Down Podcast Network. We're the Double Down Podcast Network. Same as on YouTube, but we don't fucking use that anymore. No. Uh, because I can't be asked to edit, basically. No, and you don't want to see our faces. Like, Absolutely yeah. not. Especially, I can't, since we moved out, I can't get the light in right. Anyway... Um, yeah, so for our previous episodes of other shows, go to ddpodcast.net. Um, you can also leave comments and get in touch with us through there. Until next time. See you later.